My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Now, as regular listeners of this programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's programme by Kerry Shoesmith, the Operational Director and Head of Therapies at Anderida Adolescent Care. Um, Kerry, very warm welcome to you today. And by all means, thank you for joining us on the show. Yeah, I'm very pleased to be here. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure welcoming you on as well, Kerry. Now, um, you're a residential children's homes operator in East Sussex, of course, which provides um, essentially therapeutic residential sort of childcare services for young people and others. Um, that's only a very kind of brief overview as to uh, what you do, of course. So in your own words, what would you say it is that Anderida actually does in terms of its service provision and how far that stretches out? Um, yeah, so we do have um, six children's homes um, in the South East and we have a crisis intervention home in Inverness in Scotland. Um, all of our homes are very small. They're designed to provide very specialist care for some of the most troubled and vulnerable um, and risk-taking children in the country. We aim to fit in um, in our community so that we don't stand out. We're not an institution. Um, we're giving the children as close as we can a family environment, but in a, a specialist organisation where all of the staff that are working there are highly trained um, as part of that training. They have undertaken foundation-level qualifications in therapies like nonviolent resistance, mm. um, additional training in cognitive behaviour therapy, um, and are supported intensively by qualified therapists to deliver the best quality care that's thinking about not just meeting the care needs of the young people, but meeting their therapeutic needs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very, very specialist stuff that you do there then, of course. Um, It's good that you've mentioned, of course, non-violent resistance and the emphasis that you put on that, because that is something that I do want to touch on a little bit later. Uh, Before we Mm -hmm. kind of get to that point, Kerry, um, it's an exciting time, isn't it, at Anderida at the moment, because you've recently sort of expanded your service provision by launching a new fostering agency. So um, I'd just like to understand a bit more first and foremost as to why you've decided now to kind of go down that route and what you're hoping to achieve with that. Yeah, so that is really exciting. Um, and it's something that we wanted to do for a long time um, and it is finally coming to fruition. Um, we very much wanted to look at fostering alongside our residential services for a number of reasons. The young people that predominantly we look after, um, being in a residential home is their preferred home and they have um, had many foster families and for all different reasons that wasn't the best fit for them. But of course there are young people who desperately want to be in a family environment but because of the challenging behaviours they present because of the way that they're coping with their trauma, um, that can exhaust many families and a lot of families aren't given the same level of training, support, intervention, um, as we intend for our foster families. So we're really hoping to create another niche where even the most challenging children um, 
are able to stay long term in a foster family and most foster carers feel able to meet that um, in a really resilient and community-based way. Mm-hmm. So that, that's part of the thinking behind it. The other part is that when our young people move on from us, there can be a lack of provision that's set for them. So, you know, young people might leave us around 17, 18 to move into semi-independent accommodation, and that's not going to give them enough support as they move on into the world. So we really wanted to create another caveat for our young people that gave them a lot more knowledgeable, experienced um, families to look after them. That certainly makes sense. And is it those elements that you talked about there that kind of set it apart from other fostering agencies in the sense that it's very tailored to the needs of those children that do tend to be more challenging? Well, I think that's part of it. I think it's partly taking our expertise into fostering. I think, you know, there are some good therapeutic fostering agencies, um, but I think we're looking at a a much more intensive wraparound support um, package for both the child and the foster carers, you know, seeing them very much as part of the Anderida family. But I think the other things that would set it apart is our commitment to nonviolent resistance Mm. um, and how that will um, be delivered within a foster family and how that can be supported by the organic community and the Anderida service. Um, And also our commitment to children being able to have time with their family of origin. Um, Currently, you know, it's, it's usual for children who are being fostered to have very limited time with their family of origin, even when there aren't significant risks. So, you know, not being able to see siblings as much as those children would like, Um, not being able to see parents who maybe weren't able to take care of them, but who love their children very much and who are loved by their children and want to have more time with them. And that can be done safely. Um, And even people where it would have to be very carefully managed to ensure the safety of all parties, but that, that want and that need is there. I'm thinking about, well, how can we do that? And how can we support this family to be safer together? Yeah, definitely. So uh, there are lots of things to consider in terms of how you look to facilitate sort of that safer contact. Uh, But obviously, why is it sort of important that, you know, people, families and obviously children that are no longer obviously regularly in those families, they have that time together? Why would you say in your own words that that's a critical thing that you're going to try and do here? Um, well, I think if you think about all of the different circumstances that take a child away from their family, um, you know, you're talking about some of the most difficult and traumatic life events that can happen. And when you add to that the sense of separation from people that love you and from those that you've grown up with and from people that you belong with to some extent, and not being able to have access to them at all. That's intensely painful and builds on the trauma that children have already experienced. Um, And sometimes, you know, parents have also experienced intense trauma and need to be helped through that in order to be able to be a better parent for their child or at least have some parental presence that is positive. 
Mm. It changes the narrative for the child. Um, so, you know, anyone who's been separated from their child can appreciate that. And any child who's been separated from the people that they love will also appreciate that. And I think in our experiences, even when those situations have been difficult and they've needed an awful lot of input and careful consideration um, to move forward, the outcomes have always been better. And both parties have learned to be different together um, and to protect themselves, but not to be cut off from mm. those that are important to them. Yeah, absolutely. I can certainly see where you're coming from there. And um, you mentioned trauma, obviously being something that you've got very much at the forefront of your mind there. Um, is managing that one of the reasons you'd say that integrating uh, what we talked about earlier, that nonviolent resistance or NVR approach, is that another reason why that's so, so important to make sure that that trauma isn't being exacerbated? Yeah, I mean, nonviolent resistance isn't an approach that's limited to working with adults and young people who have suffered trauma. It's, you know, um, an approach that, as we've seen across the world, can bring around change and bring around change in a much healthier, peaceful way. Um, it connects people. It improves relationships, whilst at the same time making a strong and peaceful stand against any harmful behaviours or oppressive behaviours. So it's, it's a great way to live your life. Um, but certainly thinking about it in the context of working with um, people who have been traumatised um, and people who are capable of, of great harm, harm to themselves, um, harm to other people and very destructive behaviours. Nonviolent resistance is such a powerful connector that at the same time as resisting those behaviour meets the needs of somebody who suffered trauma, somebody who feels outside of the group, somebody who feels that they don't belong, somebody who um, has beliefs that they're unlovable, not worthy. Mm. Um, it can't help but speak to all of those things in a really strong, compassionate way. Um, and, you know, thinking about some of our young people, not only have they responded it so well, not only have they started to become part of a community um, and value themselves more, they've also started to emulate those qualities. We see them making relationship gestures to mm. people after they've hurt them unprompted. So it's, it's, it's a great way to help people live their lives, stepping out of conflict, stepping out of escalation. Um, and choosing how you want to respond in, in peaceful, strength-based ways with the support of your network. And given the positive impact that MVR has as an approach, I suppose that's why it's not just something, obviously, you're upholding within the new fostering agency side of Anderida, but it's so important in the context of the wider organisation, isn't it? It's an approach that you have been actively championing now for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we met Dr. Peter Jacob 10 years ago, um, and that's when he um, first introduced the um, MVR principles to us. And, you know, that, that changed everything really in this organisation. And that approach is, is so embedded, not just in the approaches that we take, but in the way that we think, 
in the way that we behave outside of the workplace. You know, when we have colleagues coming through and they're learning about this idea, they will say to us, it's changed the way that I am with my family, it's changed the way that I approach conflict that happens in the street, um, it's changed the way that I feel about certain things. So very much so, and we found that as it's become more and more intuitive and natural to us that it's even changing the way that we um, respond to performance issues. Um, there's a better way. Um, mm. So, yeah, totally. And obviously, given that the new agency is a very different sort of fostering services that embodies NVR, as we've talked about, and also embodies that approach of you know, making sure that children can have that increased time with their family of origin in that safe manner. Are you hoping mm-hmm. that, therefore, on both of those fronts, this new agency is essentially going to be a trailblazer in the in that way and it's going to set a new precedent for, you know, the approaches that might be taken in the future and how we might even approach contact as well? Yeah, I mean, that would be the dream. Um, we advocate so strongly for the young people that we look after to have those opportunities and for their families to be seen from a different perspective. Um, and, you know, as I said, that's always brought around better outcomes for all parties. We, you know, we do only get one family, and if there's any potential left there to have a relationship and a different story, obviously we don't want to leave that. And that has been at times a real struggle for us. So, you know, we are hoping, and we know from our experiences that once local authorities have seen the possibilities, seen the change that can happen, they have been more open to increasing um, children's time with their families and prioritising that. So, yeah, very much so. We're hoping, you know, if we can help foster carers to achieve the same thing um, with their children. And even where possible, the chance to go home, um, you know, if that's right for that child and that's right for that family, that things can start to be looked at in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously that's the the ultimate vision, the ultimate mission, if you like, um, when it comes to sort of the new agency as a whole. But if we were to kind of look just ahead into kind of the short term, so let's say maybe this time next year, by the end of year one, let's say, um, what is it that you're sort of hoping to have achieved with the new agency? And indeed, sort of where do you see sort of Anderida itself as a whole by that point in time, Kerry? Yeah, I mean, it's our intention um, not to rush things, you know, that we really want to deliver on the quality that we have pledged um, to all of our new potential foster carers and that we always pledge to every child that we look after. Um, But certainly to be able to demonstrate this is a model that can work so well. This is a model Mm. that can, you know, if you think about all of the young people that we look after, they are all at risk of being placed in a secure environment, whether that's for criminal welfare or mental health reasons, um, or they have had... um, a period in a secure environment and are trying to integrate into the community. Um, and we have shown how how different their lives can be with the right support and the right input. So being able to demonstrate that um, and the importance of connection with uh, significant others and loved ones, I think, in the fostering arena is huge for us. Um, and yeah, that it's it's hopefully a model that others can have a look at and consider 
what is already working for them, but integrate the things that could really make a difference in these children's lives. Mm. Yeah, and it's just showing that for these children who look like, you know, their prospects might not be that fantastic, it just shows that there's another way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that way isn't achieved um, in some of the ways, in some of the current thinking and consequence-driven ideas that are around in schools and social care at the moment absolutely right food for thought for anybody of course tuning into this and anybody out there that might come across so of course the uh, the practice of nvr and uh, if you did as well want to find out more about um andreed rasselis and cares a new agency that we have discussed uh, today um you do have a website uh, don't you kerry um andreed adolescent care um it's just andreedcare.co.uk isn't it if people want to uh, to go and have a look at that further Yep, and we also have Andorida Fostering, which you can access mm. through the main website or separately. Yeah, fantastic. So please don't hesitate to go and seek out those resources if you do want to find out a little bit more about Andorida, Kerry's organisation that we've been talking about today. And of course, um, if you are tuning into this and you feel that, you know, you've been affected by the issues or you run a similar organisation and you feel that you have your own story to come and share with us here, then we do want to hear from you also. So why not apply to be on the show yourself via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply, because we'd certainly love to hear your point of view. Um, until then, uh, Kerry, it's been absolutely fantastic welcoming you onto the uh, the show today. I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on the programme with us. And um, I think it would be brilliant to perhaps even revisit this maybe a year from now just to see, you know, how the new agency is coming along and hopefully we can reflect on some real changes in the uh, the spectrum of thinking that have gone on. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure and I hope that everyone tuning in has thoroughly enjoyed today's interview. Um, and again, um, to all tuning into the uh, the programme, I do wish you all very, very well indeed as well. Um, and do take care and do stay safe yourselves with all that is still going on in the world. You've been listening to the Leaders' Council podcast with your host Scott Chaloner today and guest Kerry Shoesmith from Anderida Adolescent Care. Please do take care everyone and goodbye.